welcome everybody to I Can't Book This, episode 8. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. Once again, we're going to start things off on Monday Night Raw. This was like another light week, but uh, so I'm not going to go through everything that happened in the episode, but the main shit that stuck out to me, and man, that Paul Heyman promo, man, talk about some damn dedication. Like, what what is your take on, on that that whole little interview? Uh, it makes you think Paul, I don't know, I watched it and I was like, man, Paul's really got his heart broken right now. Like, this man's been managing you for years and he had the nerve to put his hands on you and say, we're not friends. Like, damn, maybe they were <laughs> friends. It makes you feel real bad. But then obviously, you know, maybe we're just being marks. But fuck, man, Heyman really made me think, like, damn, maybe he's really hurt. He he's really great at what he does, man. I think if anything, this just shows that regardless what happens with Brock, WWE needs to find something for Paul, something because he's too much of a big asset to you know too big of an asset to just let go just because you know Brock's not here or he's gonna go to UFC for a couple months. Like no, you need to shift him away from Brock and use him for as much as you guys possibly can. Not like fuck him over type of use him, but to your guys' benefit, to the better of the company, you guys need to take advantage because he's great. He's really great, and then you can obviously see the man's dedicated to his craft. I mean, he's he's done a lot of crazy shit, and like even Michael Cole said on you know commentary, like he's done a lot of things, used propaganda to get the crowd to follow him, you know, or get on his side. But it's like you've never really seen him in that kind of form, and that's just like, can any wrestler? I, that's the question I wanted to propose to you. Can, do you think any wrestler can convey that kind of emotion? For, for an angle, like how Paul did, do you think anybody can convince you that they're really upset or sad about some shit like how Paul did last this past Monday? I haven't seen The only thing I can get close to is the other week when Carmelo was shooting her promo. Like, you <laughs> like you actually kind of felt bad for her. Like, yeah. the way she was talking, like, you know, it looked like she was hurt because everybody doesn't like her. But, obviously, that's not even on the same level. But that's the only thing that I've that's seen close, where it's yeah, like, yeah. damn, you really got some fucking sympathy out of me. Like, you damn. Uh-huh. You might and be I, hurt. I think it just goes with what everybody on Twitter's been saying for the longest, too. I just think that we need to kind of let them get off this script. If they can talk. I'm not trying to hear somebody that can't talk without a script. But, like, if they can talk, let them go and let them talk from the heart. Obviously, they're invested in their character. They know more what's going on with their character than any of us on the outside so you should just let them go take the cuffs off let them say whatever they want to say give them their guidelines obviously on things they shouldn't say but we might get some better results more believable shit and people might get invested in in some of these characters more if we can get some realism like what we got from paul yeah uh i think we saw somebody going off last week i thought we saw uh samoa joe I, there's no fucking way they scripted that shit like that shit was from like Obviously, they're not going to let somebody just talk about somebody else's family on air. Like, they had to have been like, you know what, Joe? You guys have already had this rivalry before. Do your thing. It's all on you. And I felt like that shit was from the heart. Like, what? It was believable. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. Not not necessarily he believes it, but hell yeah. He was talking about his family and and everything. And I felt like that, that shit was believable to me. Like, that's the shit we should be doing. You know, fuck all this scripted bullshit because at the end of the day that doesn't cut that doesn't get it done yeah like i like those are like look at okay 
the Miz, for example, like you know for a fact they might give him a guideline, but you know ninety eight percent of the shit that comes out of his mouth is like all his own doing. And that's how he's becoming one of the greats when it comes to promos. You can't deny the Miz and be like, he doesn't know what the fuck he be talking about or he's trash on the mic. Like, that's just one example for you. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like, that just really stuck out to me. I thought it was uh, really, I don't want to say cool is the word, but interesting. I'll go with that word. Like, you know, just to, just to see that kind of side of him. And I, I hope WWE keeps him around, man. Uh, trying to think what else had happened. What Seth Rollins had a handicap tag match against Dolphin uh, yeah. Drew, which was bullshit. You know, obviously uh, Stephanie McMahon intervened, and Roman was supposed to get another match on Raw, but you know Stephanie intervened. Obviously Baron Corbin still playing his heel side, where oh he called. It seemed like he called Stephanie like, oh this yeah. is bullshit. No, this shouldn't be happening, and Stephanie intervened. So I mean I don't know there was a lot to that story, you know. It, there's a lot of a lot of working parts, but obviously Seth wasn't gonna win that match. That's bullshit. They he, they should have just went with the original idea and had fucking CrossFit Breezes and we'd have been fine. Right? <laughs> yeah, I died at that shit. Like, yeah, okay, I'm here for it, man. It's Tyler Breezes needs some TV time. Fuck, do a match with him. Breezes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, fuck, man. I mean, if you don't got something for him. I'm just glad they're having them on TV, even if it's for these little goofy ass promos. Real quick, it could be at least it's that because they could just be like, "Yeah, bud, we have nothing for you tonight." Well, well, I I feel bad for people like Chad Gable. Fuck, dude, what he, he has, they have nothing for him, and he's just sitting around. Yeah, I don't. The last time he was on TV for was for like some 15 second bullshit promo. Yeah, and it's like you know it sucks when your partner goes down. It's like, well, fuck, dude. Now I'm just waving in the wind i ain't got shit you know i got i'm you know here with my pants down i ain't got shit to do see now this is just my take i'm not no insider i don't have no inside information i read the same shit that you know all you guys read at home but just my take on it is obviously they split him up from shelton benjamin they brought him to raw i was reading some shit online that they were basically trying to wait for jason jordan to get cleared and then reunite American Alpha on Monday Night Raw, which I thought was cool, but apparently Jason Jordan's having more issues with his injury than what was expected. So that's why it's taking longer for him to get recalled back, you know? So I think maybe that's what's the problem. Maybe they did want to pull the trigger on the on the reunion, but with him being out because he's not healing properly, what do you do? That kind of puts a monkey wrench in things. So that's just what I'm assuming that's happening is they wanted to pull the trigger, but Buddy's injury was more serious than what we they thought, and now it's just kind of putting a hold on shit. I just, I just have a hard time fucking believing that you you can put him out there with anybody, and it's going to be a fucking great match because he, he can be wrestle. Solo, yeah, he could be fuck, solo. He I, doesn't need to. Fuck, tag. man. At, at least, at least give him a match. Like he can, he's a great wrestler. He at, at wrestling wise, he can wrestle his ass off. Without so, question. What so so what the fuck are we doing? At, at least put him in something. In my eyes, like can we at least do something with him? Fuck man, because I tell you what, I don't want to fucking see a goddamn uh, Jinder Mahal match. That's not my in my interest. I don't want to see. I'd rather see fucking Chad Gable than Jinder Mahal. Man, but that's just me though. <laughs> Moving on to the other thing that stuck out to me, the Raw debut match for Rowdy Ronda Rousey. 
Go ahead, man. Uh, what was your take on this? She's going to get somebody fucking injured. I, and, of course, when she comes over, I know her judo background, her the way she can throw people. Obviously, that's her fucking go-to. I hope to fucking God that she's not doing these moves on these women and they haven't had it done, you know, she has worked with them before. Oh, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Supposedly, that's the thing about Ronda's shit, and this is what baffles me even more. Supposedly, her matches get rehearsed a lot at the PC before they even happen. So this match that we had at Raw has been practiced, and that's what blows me. So you mean to tell me that she gets to practice her matches more than the other girls, and this is the product we still get, and you guys are still sucking her off like she's a fucking wrestling god? No, I'm sorry. That was trash. That name is not worth that damn much. I'm sorry. This is going to be a Brock situation all over again where y'all keep fucking around like this, but she's not going to go she's, back to UFC. She's fucking trash. When she, I heard she, that, that blew she, my mind. She actually practices, not once, not twice, possibly three, four times she practices this match, and this is the end product we still get, the timing still off and shit like that. You still can't powerbomb right? Like, come on, man. Like, all the shit, and I'm talking about everything that we've talked about on these past seven episodes so far. You practice this shit that we saw, and this is the product we still, end product we still got. Like, really? And you guys are really toting this person like she's like that. I, dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I was watching a match, and yeah, the shit looks crucial. Like, her throws look crucial. But it looked like she was going to fucking snap her arm off. Yeah, like, I, I like, was a little like, like damn. <laughs> bro, bro, I kept watching her throws. I was like, dude. She obviously has never took this fucking throw before. There's no fucking way that you're doing this throw and her fucking arm is bending across your fucking back because you're throwing her ass. Yeah. Like, there's, you're, you're being dangerous. And don't get me wrong, I love to see crucialness. I was like, but you're fucking putting putting Alicia Fox in danger because you're, you're a fucking Olympic gold medalist, or not gold medalist, I think she got a bronze, but you're an Olympic medalist with throws. Like, I, 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 ho- I hope to fucking God that you're, you're doing this, but you've actually practiced this shit because... It's it's a, it's it's cool to try to get you over, but when you're watching the shit, the shit looks dangerous to me. It, it looks like they've never fucking practiced with her, or they've never fucking worked with her, and that shit that shit is not safe because she is an Olympic medalist. That th- those throws are serious. When you, when you're grabbing her arm and you're fucking whipping her around, it looked like she was gonna break her shit. A hundred percent agree with you. Like, I mean, I understand that, you know, they're not going to just let somebody go in there reckless, but the way it was looking, it was looking kind of reckless. So that's why I'm like, and that's why I'm saying, that's why I had to bring up that whole shit about her practicing her matches. Cause that's what makes me scratch my head more. Yeah. My ass. She's fucking practicing. And and her timing's off. Like what? <laughs> There's no fucking. One of the important things in wrestling is off. Like that's what if, I was like, huh? If, if it wasn't for the fucking paycheck, she wouldn't, she wouldn't, she would barely be working NXT live shows. Let let's be fucking honest. I feel like there was a they could have went about this a different way. Like you know we we called this show. I can't book this. So like let's try to book some shit just off the top. This wasn't even on the docket, but like like I know a lot of people ain't gonna agree because I've been saying this from day one. But I wouldn't have slingshotted her to the front of the women's line. Yes, you're you're a tough woman. Yes, you did what you did in the UFC. You know you're a trailblazer, and that's okay. I'm not trying to take any of that kind of stuff away from her. Those are great accolades. Can't nobody take that shit away from you. You can't just force shit. And, and, and it's not because, oh, 
you know, she has to practice. Like, it's because it's not there. You guys have been letting her train for a while at the PC, even before the announcement of her signing even came about. So it's like, this is the end product we still get. You guys are still rushing her. Why couldn't she do some NXT shows? That You guys are talking about ways to raise attendance for NXT live events. Uh, That would have been one hell of a way to raise the uh, the attendance. People no, would have paid to see that shit. shit. I, I would, uh, this is off of... Uh... I'll be on the ring on the WWE Network. I'd hit her with the Dutch Mantel. I'd fucking, after her match, you fucking take a fucking seat and you watch every other fucking match every single night for the rest of the, for the rest of your career. Cause there's no, and she can't work. She's just not, she's dangerous. She's, her mouth is horrible. Her fucking, her, her mouthpiece is fucking horrible. And her, her in ring. Okay. Yeah. She has a good throw here and there. Yeah, Sure. Well, one thing I want to go on note for and say, because I noticed, like, I really don't give her any, like, good points. One thing I can say is she does have a a great, intense look. Like, I don't know if you caught it during the match. It was yeah. obvious, like, you know, she was she came, you know, looking regular. But when that, that switch flipped, it's like, yeah, she looks like she's yeah, ready she, to fuck Yeah, I think she was getting up. kicked in the corner, and then all of a sudden she's looked up, like. Yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, like, see, it's. I'm not saying that her character is doomed. She supposedly signed on for seven years. Why are we trying to slingshot everything in the first six months? Yeah. We got plenty of time to make a megastar. This this is her second fucking title match this weekend. She has had one fucking match on Raw. One match. Not fucking, you know, a, a year's worth of matches. Not, not a catalog. She's had three fucking matches total. And you mean to tell me she's going to be going up on one of the top four shows on this fucking promotion and she's going to go for the... No, that doesn't make sense. And that's is out of their fucking mind. Dude, it's I, cause I, this wouldn't happen with anybody else. It exactly. I, I read Twitter, man. Like, you know, when they post about it or they post the little gifts and shit like that. And you see the comments that people say and they just act like she is a wrestling god. Like she's just really ready right now. And that's why I'm like, maybe, and I, I sometimes question myself, like, am I being too critical? No, I, I, I am with my eyes and see the shit that I don't like. So it's just like, no, you guys are just blinded by shit. I don't know what it is that you're blinded by. You know, maybe y'all are just starstruck by the name and can't believe another UFC star is in the WWE. Some of you motherfuckers think she's cute and you go, she can't do no wrong because she looks good to you guys. But, like, you can't be that damn that feel the same way, too. So, I mean, it's not like we're the only people that are just, like, on some, uh, I'm not here for it shit. But, like, you guys can't be that blind, man. She's fucking trash. If Carmella's better than you, you're fucking trash, dog. But, and and it's, it's, it's not, and I understand you're fucking paying her a bag. Like, there's no way she's making under a million. Ain't no way. Ain't yeah, no way. She's, she's, uh, in a year, there's no way she's making under a million. For her to walk away from UFC, she has to be getting paid a nice amount. A fucking fat bag. And I understand you're paying her the money. But why the fuck is she not in NXT? Because we could be having a fucking Shayna Baszler, uh, Ronda Rousey match, which they have similar backgrounds, so that match would actually be fucking dope. That's an actual two MMA people going at it. You yeah. could actually have a real fucking, a real rivalry, or something real. Because yeah. this shit's not believable to me. You got Shayna as the heel, and then you guys are pushing Ronda as a face. It, there it's you go. Perfect. But, once again, I can't book it. But why the fuck? Do you mean to tell me that didn't go through your mind at all? Well, hey, I understand you want to shoot her to the moon. Yeah, let's get the strap on her as fast as possible and get her on TV. 
I'm sorry. I would have had her debut in full sale. And 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 eventually, you know, at, at probably at this at this takeover, it would be Ronda against Shayna. That that would make sense to me, man. Like, like I said before, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but it's just like like we've been saying, it was just too quick, too soon, and now we're gonna end up. She's she. There's a good chance she might walk into this Evolution pay per view as the Raw's Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. That blows me because it's just like matches. these other women have worked, you know. What I mean, all the way down to you know Paige, you know, Fuck they anybody. did so much to get to where they're at now, just for somebody else to come swoop in and be the glory hog, dude. That, that's I. I mean, I'm glad that WWE's not how it used to be, where everybody was clicked up and people don't fuck with certain people, oh, you know, because we think we're cooler than them or you know they're below us. But, like, I would feel some kind of way as a woman on the roster right now. Like, dude, we've been doing so much these past four years, and now we all got to take a backseat to this shit. If I'm Sasha, I'm telling Ronda to fuck off. There's no fucking way I've been busting my ass for this whole fucking time for me to go through NXT, for me to really fucking, you know, grind my teeth, to really put in put in the fucking work. To, to put in the work, that's what I'm saying, to put in the work, to, to fucking go through NXTs and takeovers, then you make it to the main stage, finally get the belt, it gets taken off you, and now you're just floundering, and then all of a sudden this, this female who has zero fucking wrestling experience, three fucking, four fucking matches in her career, and she's going for the belt, like, no, that's stupid to me, that's just that's ass backwards, it's so stupid. Like I said, I, I'm going to give her more time. You know, I said it, I believe, on episode three that I'm going to give her more time before I fully give judgment. But God damn, man, you guys ain't making it any easier. But, yeah, that's all I have for Monday. Are you good on Monday? Yeah, I'm good. All right, we're going to go to Tuesday now. Uh, SmackDown Live started off with a little decent promo from Randy. <laughs> You know, I've been critical about him since he came back. Cause I'm like, you know, I forgot he was even with the company. We don't need him, blah, blah, blah. And I still, in a sense, kind of feel like that. But that promo, like, kind of reminded me of what he can be. Like, okay, you can talk decent on the mic. I'm I'm digging the angle that you're taking. But, like, we still got to get some better ring work, though. Like, I mean, we can't have all this nice talking and then it's going to be the same exact shit. Are you going to be more calculated in the ring? Are you going to be a little bit more vicious in the ring? You know what I mean, or is it gonna be the same shit that you were doing before you got injured, and you're just you're just talking more spicy now? Like, that's why I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't want Randy to fail just because I'm not as big of a fan of him as I used to be. I don't want you to fail, but it's like you gotta kind of amp it up a little bit then if you're gonna go this angle where I'm here to hurt all your favorites and shit like that. But what was your take on this promo and all that? Eh, I mean, it was the same shit as last week to me. I mean, it wasn't anything amazing. I mean, he was talking his shit, but it yeah. was the same shit as last week. It wasn't anything special. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, like like you said, it. I hope you're not talking all this shit to just not improve shit. You know, you want your respect. Well, shit, go out there and earn it. Go out there and fucking. Like a <laughs> up, up, Yeah, up your ring work. Because, yeah, we are sick, of, sick and tired of seeing the same Randy match. So I, I hope he's not, like you said, I hope he's not doing this for no fucking reason. Yeah, man. I mean, but but for me, I mean, the promo was it was good, but I mean, it was the same shit as last week. It was the same kind of promo. It was, yeah, he was talking his shit, but yeah, you know, same shit. Thoughts on the on the iconics? 
Hey, I fucking love the Iconics. People are trying to tell them that they're boring during their promo. I fucking love their promo. I thought it was pretty good. I don't have any gripe really with them. I just feel like they need to turn it, tone it down a little bit with the high schoolishness. Like Fuck you guys no. can still do your banter back and forth, and how you guys come out and like run people down. Like I dig that. That really works well with your characters. But considering that you're grown ass women, like you should kind of just tone it back a little bit, not a whole lot, just a little bit to make it seem like you're just some snobby motherfuckers. You don't got to act like you're in high school just trying to fucking dig down on somebody. Like, no, you can tone it back a little bit still and talk a little bit more spicier a little bit. Shit, I, I'm saying ratchet it up. Either way. Be fucking annoying as fuck. Like, I lo- I, I like their, their whole fucking game. What they were saying, and they were like, because they were talking shit about Charlotte and uh, Becky. And Becky. And she's like, can you see Charlotte? Or can you see Becky? He's like, no. Cause she's in the shadow of Charlotte, like always. I was like, okay. So for so for the fans to say that shit was boring, I was like, fuck you guys. I was yeah, like, that, listen, that did, what the fuck they're saying. That did kind of throw me off to hear them chanting boring. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, they're not the greatest talkers, but I mean, to sit there and act like their characters are boring. Fuck no. I I, I was a little pissed. I'm not gonna lie. I was watching that shit. I was like, I'm offended right now. I was like, they were. They might have not been the greatest, but fuck for. I felt it was good. Like I felt like they were talking their shit. I, me personally, that's just me. I mean, like I said, like I don't have a problem with their character. I just feel like it's just a little too much sometimes. Like that's that's the best way I could describe it. Like without me trying to sound like oh, like I literally don't like their character. It's just I feel like it's a little too much sometimes. They can do a little better. I'm not saying that they suck at promos or anything like that. I just don't know if it's the guideline that they're given, and that's why they talk the way they talk, and they don't try to take it to different avenues or whatnot. But, like, there's plenty of potential there. And whenever these women tag team titles get introduced, they should obviously not be the f- absolute focal point, but they should definitely, in the beginning, be around that picture. I'm, I'm a big Peyton Royce fan, so I I like them. I think they're pretty good. They're, they're not amazing, but fuck, man, they're not horrible. Yeah, or, or at least, or, like the crowd's trying to make Yeah, the for, for, for the way the crowd was trying to play them, I was like, fuck, no, they don't deserve this. Especially for what they were saying. I was like... They were talking some shit, dude. I was like, for for you guys to sit there and chant boring, I was a little pissed. I was like, fuck you guys. I was like, you, you could, fuck, you could get a lot worse, dude. A lot yeah, fucking worse. For real, man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else had happened. Uh, Miz promo against Daniel. Daniel attacked him, and then he hit him in the back with a vase, and... Yeah. Hey, I'm here for the I'm here for the feud. I just want to see the damn SummerSlam match. So I'm sorry if I don't sound too enthused recapping this, but like I'm just ready for the damn SummerSlam match. Uh, yeah, the only thing else that really stuck out to me on SmackDown was the main event uh, between uh, New Day and the Bar. Yeah, it was a great match, but I mean, I do not agree with the finish though. I do not agree with New Day going over whatsoever. But, I mean, it was a great match. I mean, the Bar's a great team. New Day are obviously very talented themselves, so it's not like it was, you know, somebody had to carry somebody. They, they just let loose, and it was a great match, in my opinion. Uh, from what I saw online, everybody was saying that shit was a five-star match. A lot of people were talking very highly of it. It was, it was good. It was good. I, one, yeah, like, and, you know, I can't book it, but why the fuck, why the fuck are we having the New Day lose here and there? Every once in a while, and then boom, they're in the title picture for SummerSlam. Why the fuck are we doing that? Like, can you fucking make up your mind? Because fuck, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, man, maybe the sanity might have a fucking shot. 
And then all of a sudden, boom, New Day's champion. New Day's going for the championship. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why the fuck what what we're doing. It doesn't make sense. They don't really need it. No. And that's the thing that I think that annoys me about the situation is they don't need it. They don't need this spotlight. They don't need to be going for the tag belts. Cesaro and Sheamus, like, in my opinion, I feel like they deserve it just because you guys won't let them fucking break up and do their own thing. Cesaro should have been a damn singles champion. By, he should have been, uh, whether it was WWE or Universal, he should have been in the picture, at least, if you're not going to put the actual strap on him. But you guys regulate him to this tag team shit, and then they still can't get their moment in the sun, man? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I see what you're saying, but... Because they're both great. I'm not, I'm not like a super mark for Sheamus, but like they're both great athletes, and you guys are forcing them into this tag team. They made this shit work. And then this is how this is what it is though. You guys ain't gonna get your your title shot. You guys are still gonna just be tagging together with no meaning. I no, they, I I feel like Sheamus doesn't have a single spot. They're on on my roster. Fuck, he doesn't make my roster if he's a single star. I wouldn't have him in the main title picture, but I mean, I would use him. I wouldn't. Be I wouldn't a, be like he'd be he an, can't an, do nothing. Enhancement for me. talent. That's what he'd be to me. I he's already had the belt. He's had his fucking shine. I would make him a mid-carder, just in my opinion. Like, you wouldn't be in my main title picture whatsoever, but you could probably do some great things, whether it was with the ice, and depending who you te- like, you know, match him up with to have a feud with for these straps. But it could be good for any mid-card title, I think. It just depends who you put him in the ring with. If you put him in there with somebody that it ain't going to work with, obviously it's just not going to work. But, I mean, if you end up throwing a smart program together, it could make him a good single superstar, not great or legendary, you know what I mean? But just help his character out and elevate it more than what it, where it's at right now. I, I guess it sucks that they lost. They should have won. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy with them being tag, tag team. I feel like they, they force other tag teams to be very good. They force them to be good because the bar, when they come in, they're not fucking around. No, they, not at they, all. They, they have their the, – the way they work, They you could tell that they got chemistry. And the, and the way they do their tags and the other camp, their their the way they tell a story in the in the ring. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not mad at it. It sucks that they lost. Yeah. Nobody wants to see the fucking new day get the belts. This I hope I would really hope that they don't get the belts at SummerSlam. But yeah, it sucks. It's whatever. We didn't book it. Staying on Tuesday, but switching over to 205 Live on the on the WWE Network. Lucha House Party versus uh, Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy. I thought that was a pretty decent tag team match, man. Like, normally I kind of lose interest in these because I feel like they're just senseless match fillers and shit. But it was a pretty good match, though. Like, what was your takeaway from the match? Like, do you how, are you vibing with the Nice and Buddy Murphy tag team at all now? Or are you still like, eh? Uh, I mean, I personally both think they should be single stars. Yeah. But their gimmick works. They're both swole as fuck. They're both... And you can't fucking tell me Buddy Murphy's 205. I don't give a fuck what anybody yeah. says. I don't. And, and I think we saw a tweet the other day. Uh, somebody tweeted. I forgot what wrestler it was. But they were like, yeah, John Cena, good job. You're losing weight. You're fucking Buddy Murphy's size now. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was, they tore the fucking house down. 205 Live, to me, was the best show of the week, without a doubt, in my mind. And that was just a couple of matches besides the squash match. I'd, yeah, because, yeah, man, Raw didn't do it for me. SmackDown was better than Raw, but that doesn't say much because yeah, Raw all, wasn't really week. on shit. 
but two hundred five live was was pretty uh, pretty good this week. They man. they fucking tore the house down, dude. I I was I was in my bed, you know, on my phone watching it. and I'm like, fuck, dude. I had to sit up. Like, holy shit, these guys are tearing the house down. And I I'm sorry if I was if I was a SmackDown guy, I'd be pissed. Like, damn, this hour show just on our two hour show. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, like I'm sorry if 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 you're watching these two hundred five live NXT. You can't tell me that you're not pissed. Like, wow, these guys are getting better matches than us. It's fuck. It's just a better product. They're they're it's really, more watchable. They're really, they really want that brand to be good, man. Like, yeah. I mean, so that's why they go out there and they and ever since, like I've said before, ever since they brought Drake Maverick in, I like how they're trying to change the direction. They're trying to make it more serious and more like ring based instead of characters and shit. We don't need characters on Two Hundred Five Live. No, you just let your you let your work do the talking. Fuck, fuck a gimmick. Fuck a whatever. Like, Lido Rush. Yeah, his gimmick's awesome, but he's a great worker. I could fucking watch Leo Rush wrestle any day. Yeah. Like I could, I could watch Mustafa Ali go any day. Cedric Alexander any any day. But I can't say that for the main roster. There's some people. Yeah, I really don't care for your match. That's how, that's how I feel. And that's like ever since we started doing this podcast, sometimes it feels like a bit of a chore to have to sit through and watch all this shit because I'm not vibing with everything. I'm not a big fan of everybody. So it's just like, man, I guess. Let's sit here and watch this shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not going to lie. When it comes to 205 Live and NXT, those are the only shows where I, I know I don't, maybe because it's only an hour, but I never feel that when it comes to those two shows. Like, I'm always ready for that hour of wrestling every every week. At the worst, you're going to get a good match. But it's like, fuck, we're watching New Day fucking throw around pancakes. That shit's so fucking old to me. It's so old. Like, it's, some, it really is. Some, I mean, it's great for the kids, but, like, come on, man. Come on, man! Like we had, you have adult fans too, and that's what that's what always annoys me about WWE. I'm not against marketing the children. They are the future fans, just like when we were kids and shit. We wanted to get, you know, have our T-shirts, our toys, and shit. So you got to do that shit for the kids, but you got to remember that these kids also grow up. So don't scratch your head wondering why five years from now your your shit takes a dip. Because guess what? Them kids are fucking teenagers now, and your shit seems cheesy to them. Just like it did when I was a teenager and I stopped watching for a while because it was starting to get really fucking cheesy. Yep. I didn't want to watch that shit. But uh, uh, staying on 205 Live, another great match was the Mustafa Ali and Hideo, man. Like, Hideo has been, ever since that one match <laughs> that was make or to break it for, you know, he to me, he's been just doing great. And last uh, last Tuesday was no exception. He, he did great. To, to me, that was the match of the week. Like, that was the, that was the headline of the week. For as far, as far as ring work wise, um, obviously uh, Mustafa got injured. Uh, the WWE refuses to tell what happened. We don't we don't know what injury it is. I'm just gonna gonna go with exhaustion because they didn't play it up like it was any type of body part. And then when he went for the top rope and he got like dizzy, I'm like, okay, maybe they're gonna play the exhaustion because he goes hard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> there, there was something about watching this match where. They were trying to exaggerate that shit. Like he was going a little bit too hard. Yeah, his jumps yeah. were a little too high. <laughs> his... Doing the flips and shit. He did do a little extra shit. This he past he week. was, and, and they're playing it up. And I want to know how the fuck he got injured because I'm getting sick and tired of people getting injured and we're just, eh, we'll announce it later. Like no, I want to know what the fuck happened. Exactly. Why, why why did Mustafa post a picture in the hospital? 
why the fuck was he in the hospital? Talking about I kick out at two. Like, damn, my guy, you almost died? Like, That's what, what I'm saying. Like, like, don't say you're kicking out at two. What the fuck does that mean, dog? Like, I'm fucking worried. Elaborate. Yeah, please. Can I, can I, can I get some fucking explanation on what the fuck is going on? Like, because I'm a big Mustafa fan. Yes. And in the match, it just seemed like they were trying to... to and obviously, it was great storytelling with their match. Like, it was just an amazing match. But what the fuck is wrong? Because this guy's trying to get get on the rope, and he's fucking damn near passing out. So yeah. what the fuck is it? And what, what did he have? Like, I'm <laughs> I'm just speculating at all, all times. Like, what the fuck are we doing? It's, it, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's great storytelling, but, you know... What? What's wrong? <laughs> like, how, did, how did you feel about Hideo going over and the way that he did? Uh, well, I didn't like the ending of the match just because, you know. It was I, just some drive kicks, man. That's yeah. Like, you well, kick he was. He was like, no, he, he was fucking him up in the ropes when he was caught on the ropes. He was fucking coming in and just rocking his ass. I, uh, what I'm saying is I didn't expect him. Uh, yeah, you did three drop kicks, but I didn't expect you to get the pin off of that. Like, I was expecting it to be a follow-up, you know, go to sleep, something. Like, I did not expect the three drop kicks to be the end-all. Well, <laughs> the, the way it looked to me, I was like, yeah, after that third one, I was like, yeah, this is a wrap. <laughs> like, ain't no way he's kicking out of this shit. Like, uh, But overall, though, the match was just fucking action-packed, man. They fucking tore the house down. Like... That's that's what I that's what I mean when I say tear the house down. Yeah, you man. fucking have everybody on their feet, and you don't know what's coming next. And you guys are going two hundred five live. You guys are going to the max, and it was fuck, man, dude. It was amazing to watch. I I ran two hundred five live right back right as soon as I was done watching it. I had to run it back. <laughs> like that was a fucking good show. Switching to Wednesday for NXT, it was you know another kind of light week you know but it's it's right before the pay-per-view so i wasn't expecting too much out of it uh the dream experience what'd you think of ec3 visiting dream at his facilities how dare ec3 (laughs) fucking throw my boy in the water that was bullshit (laughs) three feet deep (laughs) i laughed man like that that's comedy done well in wrestling to where it doesn't feel cheesy or kiddish it's just right there in the middle where you can get a laugh, and it's not like they forced it out of me. I mean, I, 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 I'm a big Dream fan, so I'm eating any promo he has. But it was him and EC3 together are gold, man. Yeah, yeah, like, that's gold. Uh, like I'm starting to see this shit. Like y'all, this might be it for you guys. You two might be the match for each other in NXT, man. Y'all might have to be due to do battle forever <laughs> type shit. Like, cause this shit is just it just comes off too good to me, at least. It's it, yeah, it's natural. It's you don't have it's, it doesn't look forced. It's just two guys that are working her. They're working their uh, their uh, what do I call it? We're, we're working their gimmick, yeah. perfect, but it just matches. You know, they're 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 both outlandish. They're both over the top. Yeah, it's just it's perfect. I love it. It was awesome to me. Yeah, I, I'm ready to see a match, though, man. We just been you know it's been a couple weeks since we seen a dream match. Are, are we getting one at Takeover, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we're getting. Yeah, one it's gonna be him versus EC3. Yeah. There we go. I mean, shit. Well, the dream has no recollection of that. <laughs> What'd you think of Keith Lee's debut? I know you don't know much about him, but just like, what's your first impression? I'll say of seeing him on uh, NXT TV. I'm not gonna lie. At, at first look, I'm like, okay, just another big guy, but he can fucking move, dude. Man. Like he, uh, <laughs> he, 
and maybe he is worth the hype. From what I saw in this match, I was like, okay, well, shit, man, this guy can, he can do your transition from the ropes. You can jump over somebody. You can do this. You can do that. I was like, well, shit, man. I mean, I just feel the the NXT roster is just so stacked. Though. It like, really what, is. What's your place? Like, are are we gonna see a Lars and you match? Like, that's I, what I, that's what I was gonna propose. Try to get Lars over. Even though Keith is going to have to go over in the ending, but you could do, possibly that could be somebody that could help elevate his character a little bit. Who else can do it right but now? But as far as ring work, he's shitting on Lars. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> man. I don't even know how many years this man's been doing this shit for real. Like, you know, I just barely picked up on him this past summer, you know? So, like, I don't really know too much about him, but... Yeah, his ring work is pretty great for a man that damn size, yeah. dude. That, that's crazy. He's a big boy, and he can move, man. He can he can jump. He can do everything. I'm, I'm you know, I'm. I just it's it's hard for me to see where he's gonna fit. That's that's my only gripe. Is I think he's he's great. He's gonna be great on NXT. It's just yeah. what what are we gonna do with him? You know, how fast is this title gonna get on him? Because at this point, fuck, there's good five or six guys in line for the title in, in my eyes on NXT. Yeah. We, we, there's too many guys on NXT and it's like, fuck, I'd rather, I'm going to be honest, I'd rather Keith Lee go to the main roster than NXT. I, yeah. I, I feel like, boom, you 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 debut him against Mojo Rowley or something and he, fuck he, Mojo. So do you think he could be another person that could like, basically what they're probably going to end up doing with Dream, do you think he can be another person that can just bypass getting a title in NXT and just get straight called up without having to win anything down there? Yeah, obviously. I mean, well, <laughs> the only reason why I say that is because there's just too much talent. It's it's going to take forever for him to get the belt. Of Eventually, eventually he will, but after a fucking year, I wouldn't even have him on it. I, I personally wouldn't even have had him on NXT. <clears throat> I would have had him debut against Mojo Rally and fuck up Mojo. I, I feel like it was just WWE testing the waters, you know, like they know that he's popping on the indie scene, but they don't always want to throw the whole bag down on yeah. him. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, you know, we, we really behind this guy. Like, no, let's see how he gets, you know, what's his reception to the NXT crowd. I, Can he help us draw some more at the house shows for NXT just based off his name? Like, you know, so I, I feel like, yeah, I, I can agree. I feel like he might be someone that gets called up just without even winning a belt because NXT is really fucking stacked right now with the guys, and they're going to be bringing in more people. So it's just like, yeah, NXT is kind of a little thick right now with talent, so I don't know what you're going to really do with a guy with his kind of potential. You don't want to let him sit around too long and potentially get injured in a match that means fucking nothing, you know? You you put him in storylines that fucking count. We We... I, you know, basically, yeah, you don't want him sitting around. You don't want him fucking wasting away because, from my understanding, he's not too young. So you ain't you ain't got the fucking... You you don't have that dream type of... Yeah, he's 23 years old. Yeah, he's yeah. going to have plenty of fucking time. To, to me, uh, maybe a year on NXT. Maybe have the North American or something, but eventually go on that main roster really quick. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see what what ends up happening with him. I, I wish him the best in the, uh, you know WWE slash NXT. Like I said, I'm not some day one fan, but I'm a new fan, and I'm I'm really hoping he does great things with the company. Uh, switching to not something that necessarily happened on NXT. This was just some add on taping shit. But uh, 
you know, obviously Alistair Black did his little shit on the TV show with Gargano. Champa ended up interfering, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, obviously that was taped. And then this live event happened that we spoke on where Alistair got injured and the whole pay-per-view was in question now. So now they shot this angle, which, by the way, I'm digging. I like the whole whodunit nature, you know, where he's found unconscious and you got Shayna Baszler back there. You got heavy machinery, fucking undisputed errors, pulling off, looking all like they might have been on some bullshit. You know what I mean? I, I'm liking how they're trying to play it up, but it's just kind of unfortunate that. But then, I, okay, let me say this way to like get my thoughts out. I feel like it's unfortunate that this triple threat is gone now because I was kind of looking forward to it. I wanted to see how all three men were going to work with each other and what kind of match we were going to get. But then this might be a blessing in disguise for Ciampa. This might give, like I said, because you know he does great things with Johnny. And now this shit's going to be another last man standing match type shit. So maybe this is going to be a blessing in disguise for them. We get this rubber match. Maybe this is what it was just fucking meant to be. Because I said that shit from jump, like, even though I would have switched titles, I would have had the title on Johnny and let them go, you know, for their blow-off match. And then if Ciampa would have won that one, okay, whatever. No big deal. But, like, maybe this is the blessing in disguise, and maybe we are going to get the great match that we deserve for this title match. And now that we don't got to worry about three people, it'll just be one-on-one. Let's see them do what they do best with each other. Yeah, uh, I just hope uh, Johnny doesn't get the belt. That's pretty much my only gripe. If he doesn't get the belt on NXT, they got to put him on 205 Live then. Because, like, what are we doing? Because you can't just waste a sure thing like that. Like, that's too much of a sure thing. He's no, not a wh- big guy. Like I said, that's Daniel Bryan 2.0 right there. You don't sure fuck thing. that You're up. talking Daniel Bryan. He's over like that. You can see by the crowd. I mean, except for lately how, you know, the shit that he did, a lot of people obviously felt some kind of way. Like, you're the, it's your fault that Ciampa's champ. So, yeah, he did garner a little heat. From the crowd from that, but take that away. The crowd fucking loves him. The crowd loves Johnny Gargano. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's really fucking over. With the whole Johnny wrestling shit, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, if you guys don't want to put out any strap on him in NXT, at least let him go up to 205 Live and tear it down with the boys over there. Well, fuck, any 205 Live talent's welcome. Like, yeah, I mean, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, uh, if, they, if they really want to r- keep running with Ciampa, if they really want him to hold the belt down and, and not just be a transitional champion, then, like, we got to do something because we can't have our fifth match between Gargano and Ciampa. We can't, man. We can't, we can't, we can't. I just, can't. My, I, I hope eventually they get back together. Eventually, I would like, like too, because they were a great tag team, man. That's one thing NXT's been able to do is, like, put together great tag teams, but then shit happens. Either they get called up and they're just floating, or they end up getting split up when they get called up. So, But, yeah, hopefully in the future something comes from this. But uh, who would you say? Because Tommaso went on Twitter and said, you know, I wish I could take credit, but, like, I would let it be known if I did that to him. So, okay, he took himself out of that picture. If you had to make a guess... Who attacked Aleister Black? Even though this is all storyline uh, because of the injury, but like, yeah, who would you say? If that? if I were to guess, I'd say Chomp or not Chomp, but fucking uh, Gargano. It's like fuck this. I want him by myself. Yeah, I could. I can totally go with that because he's been looking a little crazy lately, dealing with this Chomp uh, shit. So uh, yeah, I can do that. Well, I'll move you with the with the crazy act. <laughs> crazy act. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, yeah, I, I could dig that. I was gonna say. You know, what if 
it was undisputed era. You know, I mean that maybe that's the two obvious ones. So maybe that's why I just automatically went with that. But like maybe it was undisputed era. They they got they got enough to worry about. They got belts to hold on to. They don't have to worry about <laughs> the fucking championship match. They got they got belts of their own. <laughs> maybe Bobby Fish because he's pissed. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe Bobby Fish is gonna come back into the picture. Maybe we gotta shuffle some shit around, man. Maybe Sleazy Roddy got to get the North American, and we gotta somehow try to bump Cole up to the fucking title picture or some shit. I don't know, man. Like ain't no telling because you know they gotta just pull this out of their ass right now since this injury occurred. But I don't know. Like I said, I just thought it was cool how they how they filmed it and how they're trying to take that angle of it could have been anybody. Even Shayna could have did some shit. So I, I just like how they did that. Uh, yeah, man, NXT wasn't really too much. I mean, same thing with 205 Live, another light week, but I'm not really complaining. I mean, I'd rather be able to get our listeners straight to the point, get our views, and instead of having like an hour and a half show going through every single detail with a fine-tooth comb. But uh, now that we're off the, the, the WWE shows, man, been seeing a lot. I wanted to ask you, what is your opinion? Because obviously, it's been rumored for a while now that WWE is trying to sign and snatch up a lot of the top indie talent uh, ahead of the Madison Square Garden show that Ring of Honor's putting on. Or not Ring of Honor. Is it, it Ring, is, of Honor? It is Ring of Honor? Oh, okay. Because yeah, I know it's either Ring of Honor or New Japan. I know they do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard to fucking yeah, tell man, what the fuck is going like on. They're like running the same to me sometimes, you know? Fuck. I, I don't know if it's a Ring of Honor show or New Japan. What the fuck? Some of that shit, the storylines are so hard to put, you know, to tell the difference. It's it's a lot of the same shit. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Just for different promotions and yeah. shit. Like, what? It's like, well, how the, the fuck is this guy wrestling here? Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell, but... uh. It's just typical, spiteful Vince shit. It's it's Vince pissed off because he ain't fucking sold out the garden in six years. So now that somebody else does, yeah, let's try to make it as hard as possible for everybody else. Like it's just like get over your fucking self, dude. Like like the, that. My main question has always been: Does he not see that competition's good? You have the money to back yourself out of any situation that you might get into. They don't. So. What is wrong with them doing this shit, bringing more exposure to wrestling, and then potentially building more stars for you guys? Because what are you going to do? Just wait for the Young Bucks and hope that Cody comes back and hope that you can get Kenny Omega? Like, is that your guys' like only aces in the hole that you're waiting on? Like, Because there's other talent that you guys can be acquiring if you don't try to fuck with these other promotions and let them get their shine on and let them continue to build their base and continue to build these future stars. Like, I mean, like I told you off, Mike, if you guys are willing to take a look at Matt Riddle, you know, I mean, a motherfucker that smokes bud, like, if you're willing, to, like, you guys are desperate, man. You're fucking desperate if you're willing to go that far to try to put a stop to a show or put a little niche in their show, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of fucked up. Well, I I think Vince is starting to really fucking feel the pressure. This This is all that that's telling me. Like, you see what the fuck is going on. You see that New Japan's fucking over. You see that... You see Bullet Club shirts all throughout your fucking arena every night. Yep. You know damn well Vince sees that shit. And he gets pit. I guarantee he's in the back room fuming like, well, I'm not making any money off that. You know he's pissed about it. But if he was fucking smart, stop trying to sign up all the talent, work with the fucking people you got, and put on a better show. Put on a fucking better show. Especially if you don't want to do that cross-promotion shit. Yeah, That's all you got to do then is do what the best you can do with that hell of... Like, you got so much talent. So it's not like you just got, well, we just got Stone Cold and The Rock and 
Triple or Triple H and Undertaker. Like you got plenty of people to pull from. What are you doing? Yeah, it. That that's the thing. Like, why the fuck are you trying? NXT stacked. Don't the only place that needs fucking talent is two hundred five live. That's the only place that needs to go sign people. So if you're signing people, fucking sign for two hundred five live. Other than that, you're f- raw stacked. Yeah, I, they it's, take it's, everybody. It's 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 not my fucking fault that you booked yourself into a corner and now you have to fucking put over Brock because you paid so much fucking money for him and now but then you put so much stock in Roman that we're gonna have him have two fucking matches every night and fucking be the first 15 minutes every show well fucking be smart like stop booking yourself into a corner you stupid fucks like what are we doing like I and you know Vince is feeling the heat that's why he's trying to well probably Triple H is trying to sign him but yeah they're feeling the heat now because because you ain't fucking sold out the garden in six years now we're gonna fucking worry about some other promotion and sign all their fucking talent worry about your fucking selves because because you got too much fucking talent for us to for us to be just going going off and well let's try to fuck up their show by signing their talent fucking be a fucking man and book some shit right for once because like i said you guys don't it's not gonna be stress it's not a stressful situation you guys have all the resources at your fingertips to make a great show have great feuds and some shit that people can actually be invested in but you guys just gotta you, uh, we can't do it for you we yeah. can only talk about the shit we can't write these stories i mean unless you're willing to pay a motherfucker but uh we can't write this shit for you you know what i mean this is should be falling on your creative team that you're paying money for oh who the i want to know how the fuck you guys pay money for creative and this is what we're getting on raw Come on, man. You mean to tell me you're paying these guys? I'm guessing you give them fucking six figures, right? Or that's a pretty high up job. I'm guessing at least 100k. Man, you can't be paying these guys this fucking much for this fucking product. And and, and you would think Vince by now would see, hey, fuck, NXT's amazing. 205 Live's amazing. Let Triple H take over. Go do your NFL shit, your XFL shit. Yeah, do what the fuck you gotta do. That. Ain't that shit launching in a couple years? Yeah. Like, go full in with that go, shit. Go, you know, put your attention towards something else because wrestling, you're out of touch. You're out of touch. You don't you don't know what the fans want. Because I tell you what, the New Day ain't fucking it. Roman ain't fucking it. A lot Ronda, of his picks are not it. Ronda, for right now, is not fucking it. Carmella is not fucking it. So... Just man, just do better, man. Like, and it pro- we probably sound like assholes right now, but you know what? I'm tired of fucking. Wa- I, I I'm tired of watching Raw and feeling like it's a fucking chore. I know, man. Like, I want to give you guys like great content, but like even going into this week, man. Like, I had to tell Eddie, like, I'm not gonna sit here and beat the same horse. You guys don't want to tune in and keep listening to us express our same views about Roman because he's on every fucking other segment. I know you guys don't want to keep hearing us talk about Carmella. I know you guys don't want to keep hearing us talk about our opinions about Ronda. But this is the shit they keep giving us. That, I'm sorry. Only, I, we can only do so much with what we're giving. It's, it's, it's hard not to talk about Roman when he's getting one hour of the fucking three hours of a show. He gets the first 15, plus he gets a match, and half the fucking time he gets a second match. How the fuck can't we talk about that? You're... You're, you're booking us. You're booking us into a corner. Right. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Leaving us with no. <laughs> yeah, we, we have no fucking choice at some time. And of course, when the first couple of episodes, I was I was I was telling my co-host, I was like, dude, we fucking keep talking about Roman, and 
people are going to end up fucking hating it. But, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do when he has two matches plus a 15 promo? Plus whatever fucking other camera time he has. Like, they're two different realms of the world. But, like, this is this must be, like, how Joe Budden felt when he was on Everyday Struggle and every episode had to talk about Drake. Like, God damn it, again? We got to talk about this shit again? Yeah. There's nothing else we can talk about right now? Like, I'm tired of talking about this shit. So that's how my angle is. Like, I'm getting a little tired of this shit. Of it being the same. Hopefully there's a bit of a reset after SummerSlam. But we can jump off with WWE guys real quick. And uh, last thing I wanted to talk about. Just heard about this shit yesterday. Cole Cabana is suing his good friend CM Punk for $1.2 million. Regarding legal fees from the defamation lawsuit. That they acquired from uh, the WWE physician Chris Aman. It was in the Chicago Tribune. And sometimes and shit like 1.2 million, man. I, I like Corey Graves just was talking all that shit on Twitter the other month, talking about you know how Punk turned his back on friends and this, that, and the third. Like, was he really telling the truth? Because a lot of people gave Graves shit on Twitter about that, including myself. Including myself. I to me, it looked like he was just kicking a man when he was down. He just lost his second UFC fight, and you started talking really spicy on Twitter. So I thought you were just shitting on the man because he took another L. Like, haha, should have stayed your ass with us. But fast forward to now, and you seeing this shit where someone like Colt is fucking suing you. That's like, well, let me explain the situation. I guess it was basically because Punk had told him in a text message that the legal fees would be a hundred percent covered. He said then Punk later, I guess, asked him to pay half of the $513,000. And then I guess he told him basically that you're on your own. So that's like me and you getting into some legal shit. I'm telling you, yo, I got you. Don't trip. We're going to ride this shit out. We ride this shit out. And then it's like, yeah, bud, you got the tab. Go ahead. Pick that up. Like, how, like, like what? <laughs> I, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It That whole situation's just fucked. Like, I thought... Like, didn't you guys tear it down in the indies for years? Like, yeah, you man, guys were the match. Yeah, you were the match for yeah. years. So, and I'll go back. This ain't like some shit that y'all just met four years ago, five years ago type shit. Like, you guys go back, man. And so I'm just kind of like baffled that CM Punk's moving like this, dude. It, it it it's weird because it's like, well, fuck, dude. You know damn well for the past two UFC matches, you got a bag. You always Definitely. talk about how you save your money. Yep. You always talk about and and you know damn well. Your last couple contracts with the WWE were fucking bread. If 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 Vince McMahon is willing to fucking uh, go out and buy the rights to a fucking popular song, not something that his producers made, if if he's willing to go throw that bag, just imagine what else he gave you. Yeah. So it's not like you don't have the money. It's like wow, man. Like you're just really fucking over a good friend of yours. Yeah. Like, that's well, nuts to me. Fuck, I don't like Corey Graves, but shit, maybe he was right. I know, man. That shit just... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was just like, maybe Corey Graves was right. That's fucked up to say. But like, yeah, And everybody was, was right, giving dude. him shit, too. Everybody was giving him shit. But it's like, huh. Makes you start thinking of people different ways. Like, yeah. fuck, I'm, I'm a huge punk fan. Yeah, but... somebody proposed that shit on Twitter. You know, like, you know, he turned his back on the wrestling fans. You know, like, yada, yada, yada. And then he turns, like, he does this shit to one of his best friends. Like, like at what point will people stop chanting his name at wrestling events? Like, he obviously doesn't care about us fans. He doesn't even really give a fuck about his own best friend, if you want to be quite honest about shit. So, like, yeah, I think maybe the fans should, especially in Chicago, I know that's the hometown hero, but maybe we should dial that shit back on the CM Punk shit. 
Because maybe he, like, it's obvious he's out here moving a little funny. Yeah, we haven't heard his side of the story, and this ain't no damn T report. But I'm just saying, like, if if it's coming like this from Colt, like, I, I'm taking it for what it is. Because he doesn't strike me as a guy that's just out here just trying to finagle some money or try to throw dirt on somebody because especially I don't like CM you Punk. right now. So, you know, yeah, especially CM Punk. So I'm, I'm going to wait and see more details, but this shit's looking fucked up on Punk, man. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't... I'm just a little, I'm a little flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. It's like, you know, Punk's my boy. So it's like, damn, I kind of want to wait to hear the whole story. Yeah. But it's not looking good, dude. I know, man. You're looking really funny out here in the light, Phil. You're going to have to settle on court <laughs> right now. Man. Well, shit, I guess that's going to bring it to the end of the show this week. We'll be back next week for episode nine, same day as usual. We'll be reviewing, obviously, SummerSlam. So it's going to oh, be a no, big Summer show, Slam's guys. SummerSlam's next weekend. I thought it was this week. Yeah, I guess it's next weekend. Huh. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's next weekend because next week's NXT show is the, the go-home show, and that's how they're going to huh. have their couple matches and shit before the, uh, before the takeover and shit. So, yeah, not this weekend. I'm sitting there getting all excited for no fucking reason. God I know, damn. man, I know. <laughs> Trust me, we, that's how bad we want new content. We're looking forward to the fucking payoff. Well, want some payoff for all these bullshit storylines. Want some fucking payoff. <laughs> but yeah, that that's gonna do it for us. Until then, we're gonna end up hollering at y'all, though, man. All right, guys.